Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. was obsessed with this bizarre photo of Justin Bieber. In the photo, Justin Bieber's sitting alone on a park bench and appears to be eating a burrito, but that's not the weird part. The weird part is he's eating the burrito sideways. Here's the photo here. (laughs) Now, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe Bieber's burrito started to split at the side. You know, Despacito times call for Despacito. Maybe. Nobody eats a burrito from the middle out. That's bizarre. Yeah, this picture, I saw it and I laughed out loud right. for quite a while. He's he's holding the burrito like corn on the cob and eating it. Well, the caption's perfect. It's roughly, um, does Justin Bieber not know how a uh, burrito works? <laughs> Very funny picture. Yeah, beautiful. One final mailbag. Well, email. You can mail us, email us at arm. Can I start this whole thing over again? 
One final piece of email from Mailbag. You can email us anytime at mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can see why that sentence was so difficult to get through. Dear A&G writes, David, I cringed recently when I heard Positive Sean giving investment advice on your show. It's not investment advice. No. It's a market report. It's a one-word market report. Absolutely. It's very handy. One word. Do you have one for today yet, Sean? Or I'm putting you on the spot. We hadn't warned you. The markets are slumping. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No. Anyway. Awesome. Uh, Here's what David wants you to know. Joseph Kennedy allegedly sold vast quantities of his holdings right before the 1929 stock market crash and kept many millions in profits. Kennedy decided to sell because he overheard shoeshine boys and other novices speculating on stocks. Interesting. To Warren Buffett's quote, when when everyone else is greedy, I get scared. When everyone else is scared, I get greedy. Kennedy allegedly overheard everybody thinking they could make a mint in stocks and thought, uh-oh, this is a bubble. It's like when everybody I knew was flipping houses. Everybody. Right. And then it just crashed like it's never crashed before. Right. Well, the stock market was doing great, reaching all-time highs on a nearly daily basis. Right. Then I started investing, <laughs> yeah, and uh, now it's not doing so well. Well, it'll come back. Buy low, sell high. That's what I say. It can take years to come back sometimes, but it'll come back. This week, Jack, the, the S&P 500, which is a much better measure of the general health of the market than the uh, Dow Jones, has plunged from 2669 to 2666. What? That can't be right. Oh, That's there are three point 2773. To 2666. All right. A plunge. Nah, it'll be fine. It goes up, it goes down. You'll be fine. I've taken this opportunity to re-strengthen some of my positions and the go. equities that I have in these companies. you doubled down. I'm not trading stocks. I'm investing in businesses. Absolutely. And if it really crashes, I'm jumping in both feet. Um, uh, the bomb thing. So a couple of more today. Cory Booker got a couple and, uh, the former director of national intelligence or NSA or whatever he was, James Clapper. Oh, bald headed forehead rubbing James Clapper. Not, uh, please clap. Not, uh, wittingly James Clapper. I don't remember which intelligence thing he was ahead of. And then I thought to myself, does it make any difference? We've got so many now and different layers of spying on us all. I thought it was interesting. We had our, uh, former New York police detective guy on earlier chief of detectives the capo de capo talking about the bombs and looking for him and everything like that and i understand from his point of view what he did for a living why he would say this but he said the good thing is because talking about they're they're now down in florida they think the bombs came out of florida Mm -hmm. and he said the good thing in new york is we got cameras every everywhere so we catch everything but in florida i don't know if they have that sort of thing and me as a libertarian who's way more afraid of that than bombs I hear that, and I think, oh, my God, cameras everywhere. Right. There are lots of people like him because his job every day is to stop us from getting blown up. But there's a lot of guys like him who think cameras everything everywhere is fantastic. That way, if anything happens, we immediately can catch the, the suspect. And there's right. a lot of you who believe that. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a ruin. A couple months ago, I got in a, a small little, just traded some paint in a in a city street with a car, you know, just a little fender bender thing. And I was shocked that the insurance companies, when I was talking talking through it, they were like, well, what were the businesses around you? We can sometimes co- contact them. They have security footage. We can actually see. They have security cameras looking out at the patios on their restaurants or whatever. Oh, wow. Sometimes yeah. we can see what actually happens through those things. I was like, oh, 
What? I'm sure in New York, any fender bender there is a, there's video of. I read a great, and that'll be it's going it's going to happen. There's I can howl all I want. Every city will have this. Yeah. By the time I'm dead, I read a great bit of analysis the other day. Uh, I'll see if I can find uh, find it and who wrote it and give you some more detail. But the long and short of it was. The differences between the worldviews, the day-by-day lives, the needs of urbanites, suburbanites, and exurbanites, and rural types. Um, we all have very different lives and very different needs from our government. But now the urban centers so control the population within any state, for instance, that the needs of Democrats in California, to cite an obvious example, uh, urbanites, vastly outweigh the huge swaths of land and many millions of people who live different lives. Illinois is a an egregious example of it. It's a huge state with all sorts of different people in cities and towns and villages and, and farms this fit and the, into rest the cameras of it. thing. And it is all I'm getting there. And it is all controlled by Chicagoans. Well big cityites Put up with crowds and crimes and muggings and car break-ins and the rest of it. And they say, yeah, sure, we need cameras. We want cameras. I think you're insane. The surveillance state I think is a great idea. I think you're insane, ignorant, maybe even stupid if you think cameras everywhere is a good thing. If you think that's not going to be abused by the federal government or your local mayor or whoever, you have, you're ignoring all of human history and all of human nature. Correct. You're just so wrong. Right. Yet it's going to happen. I can scream and yell until I'm red in the face. It's not going to make any difference. There's going to be cameras everywhere by the time I leave the planet. Yeah. That's just the, the world my kids are going to grow up in. And it will be abused. Oh, yeah. There have, there have been low-level political disputes between the chief of police and the mayor in various towns that I've read about, in which all of those means are abused. They're sure. misused. and You know, that sort of thing is pathetic and damaging for the few people involved. But it just illustrates the point. You know, it's funny. I was going to make the same point on a different story later. But the other giant blind spot, I think, is people who put all their trust in government thinking once somebody gets into the government, they become some sort of angel that's not motivated by self-interest or or lack of desire to do any work. They're they're this special breed of beautiful, beautiful human being. They probably glow in the night because they're not like us, except that they are. Of course, they are and always have been. But. I don't know. So you'll have some... We're losing this argument, Jack. Just shut up and take it. You have some political Smile party... Smile for the camera. You have some political party that's trying to get a third view going, like a Tea Party or Bernieism or whatever it Greens, is. Greens, whoever. In right. the future, you'll never be able to get it off the ground when I got all those cameras everywhere watching everybody all the time for a variety of reasons. First of all, they can catch you in a federal crime. Every day we read the federal crime of the day. Right. We all break federal uh, law every day because there's gazillions of them. Most, a lot of them are stupid. But they'll be able to bust you with a crime or whatever they want to do to stop any political opposition from ever getting anywhere. You know, I realize Ayn Rand was over the top in a lot of ways, and her her novels are overly long, long rather, and, and frequently boring, and for long passages. Uh, but the one thing she got right was that what what governments do, and those who want to control you do, is they make so many things a crime. They can always make you a criminal. They can always find something you did. Your taxes, which are so complicated. I mean, my goodness. The number of you listening right now who have never made a mistake on your taxes is zero. It is vanishingly small, as they say. So, if somebody chooses to, they can declare you a criminal. All your rights go away. Your neighbors start to look at you crosswise. Uh, crosswise. They can uh, surveil you. They all sorts of things. And she was absolutely right about that. 
And uh, then their your private life, anything in your private life that they can catch on camera and hold against you of any yeah. of any level, mm-hmm. have that over you. Yeah, um, yeah, that's where we're mm-hmm. headed. It's just interesting when you hear the, the 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 law enforcement crowd is all for it, right? But you don't want to hear this. You want to stare at your smartphone and watch your Netflix with your, your throne games. Let me pay this off really quickly. Um, how much impact will President Trump have on your congressional vote? Your congressional vote. 13.4%. Thank you for asking. <laughs> the plurality number, the biggest number, is Blues, Democrats, 35%. And it's only 35% of hmm. Democrats, a third. So two-thirds don't, won't make their congressional vote with Trump in mind. Um, but a third will. Then it drops down to 23% for uh, your um, supporters of Trump. But there's a big chunk, damn near half, uh, a much lesser roles. He doesn't have an impact on my vote is the next biggest number at 25%. Actually, that's the second biggest number. A little um, on either side. but So almost half of people, nah, not, not really. Not really going to play a role. Yeah, yeah. The whole crowd that's not aware that there are differences between the parties and could take one or the other, that's fine. I, I don't think that's a huge crowd right now. I've got the most popular Halloween candy in every state. That's breaking news. Oh, yeah. I love that. By the number of states that have their favorite Halloween candy, the the impossible to choke down candy corn. Candy corn's delicious. Oh, my God. It's fabulous. It's like a... You nibble the tip, then you eat the middle part, then you eat the bottom. It's like a punishment. <laughs> I'm going to move to the state that has... Uh, what do I like? I don't like Starburst either. Saltwater taffy? Hey, Nebraska, check yourself. (laughs) Is Um, Werther's Originals on there? (laughs) North Carolina M&M's. I'd go there. I'll live in North Carolina. You did live in North Carolina. Favorite candies M&M's. You seem to be quite happy at the time. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned for more of that and other stuff on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Say, so they haven't caught, caught the bomber yet, if you're wondering that. A couple of more bombs showed up today, didn't go off. Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, who's likely to be running for president. You might remember him from the Kavanaugh hearings, so he kind of fits in with that whole high-profile, progressive crowd to be... Hated if you're this certain kind of person, I guess. If I were the sort of person to make sarcastic and politically incorrect jokes, I would suggest that Kamala Harris is even now building her own fake bomb to send wow. to herself. Wow. Because she wants to be on that list it, of people so antagonistic to Donald Trump that his crazy, crazy followers are sending them pipe bombs. Yeah. Speaking of the bomber guy, oh, and it is a guy, yeah. uh, I, I have a fairly high level of certainty based on very little, that um, <laughs> they have a name and probably have the guy surrounded and under surveillance. Oh, really? I hope that... And well, are uh, compiling evidence and keeping an eye on him so closely he can't go anywhere. Well, I hope they arrest that's, that's him a guess. during our show. I'll tell you, we, we've been talking about, we think we know what he looks like. Unfortunately, he probably looks exactly like this guy that showed up, a, shot up a grocery store yesterday um, in Kentucky and... Uh, Killed two people? 
Yeah. And he he's going to look a lot like that guy. Yeah. That and that's a pretty good description of what you said yesterday. Yeah. Kind of a fattish, angry-looking white guy with facial hair. Um probably looks similar to that. 4 or so 5 the, days growth is was my description. This particular gunman, apparently a, a white guy came across a guy who said don't shoot me and he said whites don't kill whites. So it was racial, right. racially motivated. If that is Enjoy true, prison, you friggin' moron. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so that's that. Wow, wow, that's brutal. Yeah, and it, it, oftentimes, whether it's you know your classic Middle Eastern terrorism or this kind of thing, it's disappointing is not the right word. Maybe it is when you catch the guy, you just think, okay, it's it's a dummy or a crazy person. Yeah, it's it's just. It's just sad and maddening that that person exists. Like the guy who shot all those people in Las Vegas. Right. And just, you know, he's just an idiot. Right. Right. Just a guy with a screw loose who decided to prove something, apparently. One of my favorite columnists growing up, because I was a freaky little kid, I read the newspaper every single day, Mike Royko, wrote for the Chicago Tribune for years and years, talked about he was mugged at gunpoint once. And the thought that roared through his head as this moron had a gun right in his face is... I got through college, I served in the military, I was in battle, I got married, I've raised all these children, I've written all these columns, I'm an older man now, and this moron gets to end it? And just the screaming injustice of that was what was going through his head. Yeah, what could yeah. be more unfair than that? Yeah, if a stupid, stupid idiot hurts you or ends your life, it's still over. So, Why are we to- This is Friday. Mm-hmm. What kind of radio show is this? Hey, do you want to uplifting? I won't have it. Hanson, executive producer, take over here. I think take I, over the reins. I think I've got uplifting, if you want uplifting. I do. It's going to have a rough start. Or amusing. Rough, oh, no. A rough start to uplifting. Oh, no. Um, so it's easier to go up if you start when you're down. Yeah, well, I'll start at the bottom because uh, I saw this. I just saw this headline yesterday. A couple of people died in Yosemite uh, climbing again. Yeah, they were found at the bottom of a cliff. Yeah. And uh, so a couple of people died. But so there's this documentary. They probably didn't die of food poisoning. Right. Yeah. Or old age. Right. Um, So there's this documentary out. Well, you know, you choose to go climbing, which kind of fits in with this documentary. This documentary, Alex Honnold, I'd never heard of him. He's the world's greatest free solo rock climber. Free solo means, and I didn't know this until a half hour ago. Uh, obviously, you're doing it alone. That's the solo part. Free is you got no ropes. So you see a lot of rock climbing Ooh. with the people with the ropes, and they put in the thing, and you go a little higher and put in the thing and chat your rope. No. He just hands and feet. Climbs like a spider. And he's the only person that's ever free soloed El Capitan Yosemite, and he didn't fall off. And there's a documentary made. It's impossible. And- Does he have suction cups for hands? What is- <sighs> it's astonishing that I can't believe a human can do that. And I can't believe it's the same species as me. Here's the review, and then I'll explain to you best as I can why. Really good art. You can't explain why it's good art in an article. You got to see it, right? right. You got to listen to it. You got to. You can give a clue, but uh, I'll give you a clue. Um, this reviewer in the New York Times said, "I went to see Free Solo for a second time after I couldn't get it out of my head. I still can't. The film is a drug. It causes your pupils to dilate, your palms to sweat, and your mind to boggle." Even as you know that Honnold is going to make it to the top, you can't believe what you're seeing. And then he gets into why the movie is what it is, and it gets into the purpose of life and the way we live our lives, and it's he said it's messed up everything he does. But somehow the documentary 
brings home the point that this guy has crafted a life where every single thing he does is consequential. Everywhere he puts his hand, everything he puts his feet, all of his training, every little bit, his gear, everything he does, what he ate for breakfast, everything has some meaning. Wow. In his life. Wow. With, 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 with life and death on the line and how that brings purpose to life. And, uh, you know, anything less than that is not being a human being. Just kind of, you know, floating through your day, eating junk food, thinking about stupid crap, which is, I'm talking about myself. (laughs) Until one day the ticker stops ticking. Exactly. Yeah, that's making me sad again. (laughs) No, I totally get that. That's why I'm rereading Tribe by Sebastian Younger, and it's freaking me out a little bit. Speaking of Sebastian Younger, he wrote the book Rest, what was the name of that? Restrepo. Restrepo. And he, because he was with, uh, he was with some of our Marines in Afghanistan, and one of the things he mentioned in that book, when he got back to the United States, how how difficult it was to adjust back to the mundane, just wasting time crap in life. He said, over there, how you tied your shoes in the morning was a life or death situation. Everything mattered and how much more alive he felt yeah. in that environment. Right. Um, so it fits in with the rock climbing thing. I don't know <laughs> how exactly with, you know, raising kids and doing a radio show, I would craft the life where everything is life and death. And I'm not sure I want to. Right. Well, and as a guy who suffers from uh, vertigo, like uh, height-related freakouts, uh, I'm not sure I could sit through the movie. Can he write a book, please? I'll read that. But I guess the point would be to you know to ha- have more consequential things in your life make you feel more alive, and doesn't that wear you out? Everything being consequential, uh, don't you crack yeah. at some point? You, you would. You have to manage that. You have to seek balance. It's about, just a different balance. How about sitting on the couch with a bowl of crap food, watching a game you don't even really care about? How, how does that factor in? Because I like to do that. What are you trying to do to us? <laughs> What's coming up your news, Marshall? Well, closing in on clues as two more suspicious packages show up. We've got an update on the caravan. What will the U.S. do when they get to the southern border? And World Series ticket prices plunging. Oh, really? As the uh, the series moves to Los Angeles. Yes. All that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Leave my heart open, but it stays right here in its cage. Boy, Megan Kelly, when she started talking about uh, Halloween costumes the other day on her show, had no idea that her career at the current point was about to come to an end. Did 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 she? No. Um, no. By now, the, we've had terrible Halloween costume-related segments on this show, but it hasn't cost yeah, us our gig. Sean, can you remind us what her children's names are? Megan Kelly has three kids named Yardley, Yates, and Thatcher. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's, that's trying pretty hard. That's trying pretty hard. And each one of them gets a yacht on their 11th birthday. <laughs> wow. Um, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we got a dozen. <laughs> those, kids, those kids were born with private tennis lessons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Out of the womb. We've now uh, got a dozen suspected explosive devices that have been aimed at high-profile targets in the U.S., primarily Democrats. The latest suspicious package addressed to former National Intelligence Chief James Clapper at CNN Studios in New York. An earlier package was intercepted in Florida before it got to New Jersey Democratic uh, Senator Cory Booker. 
Booker's package was found at the same mailing center in Opelika where several others ended up or passed through, and at least one of the new packages has that same six forever group of stamps on it similar to the others. They're down there in Opelika, and they're talking to Gertrude down there at the diner. And she said the same thing as Hank at the paint store, who said the same thing as Jimmy the deputy. It's got to be old Willie. Old Willie lives out by the swamp. And old Willie's, the noose is already around him and it's tightening. I'll betcha. Hmm. I mean, if, if it's going on in a place like that, everybody has an idea who it might be. Two weeks of walking are taking a toll on that caravan of Central American migrants, now estimated at about 4,000 as they slowly march. So it was 7,000, now it's down to 4,000? Yeah. yeah, they're slowly marching through uh, Mexico, far though from their goal of reaching the United States. And with more U.S. troops reportedly headed to the U.S.-Mexico border to shore up that border in anticipation of the arrival of the caravan, Fox News interviewed Homeland Security uh, Secretary Kirsten Nielsen and asked point-blank what was on the table to stop the migrants from getting into the U.S. Is there any scenario under which if people force their way across the border they could be shot at? We do not have any uh, intention right now to shoot at people. They will be apprehended, however. But I also take my officer and agent, uh, their own personal safety, extraordinarily seriously. Uh, They do have the ability, of course, to defend themselves. What kind of a question was that? Are you going to shoot at them? Send in the military. Actually, the military just does backup stuff. They fix the Jeeps and they... Manage the radio communications. Right. They don't stand there with guns. So yeah. that's from the uh, side of the media that's supposed to be uh, lowering the rhetoric. Are you going to shoot them? Right. Okay. Now, I have been a secure the borders, reform immigration in every way. Figure out what to do with the people there. Figure out to do what to do with the DACA people. Uh, I'm, I'd like to think of myself as a realist and a reasonable person when it comes to immigration. Mm-hmm. And, and definitely toward the conservative side. Uh, I'm telling you, this whole migrant caravan sending the troops to the border thing, it's a pretty good midterm publicity stunt. It's a pretty good get people fired up thing. Now, I'm not saying... Because this, this caravan thing happens uh, every year, I think. Yeah, pretty much. And it was real, and the yeah. uh, the CNNs of the world had embedded reporters walking sure. along with them earlier oh, yeah. in the week. And some years it's bigger than others, and this is a particularly big year. Right. And I'm totally with you that the idea of you know four, five, six, seven thousand people showing up in the border and just forcing their way or demanding their way in, but those and, seven... carefully researched, uh, they know exactly what to say to get refugee status. I heard the figure the other day that in the last few years, and it's just a few years, five years? Uh, I can't remember, but the percentage of people uh, who who claimed legitimate fear, because that's what you have to have to be a refugee, right. has gone from 5% to 42%. So everybody knows what to say. Having said all of that stuff, um, well, this whole said, caravan uh, coming at the borders is, is a pretty convenient thing. As I said earlier in the week, and I think it gets to your point, whatever your point is, that, that I said, that those 7,000 people aren't going to walk 1,500 miles? You, they're just not. You can't do that. Nobody does that. Right. You don't just put on your regular clothes with your wife and kids and go and walk 2,000 miles. You can't do it. So there was going to be something had to happen there. Well, I imagine they'll keep straggling. 
Because uh, it's an activist well, thing, the, for one thing. Well, yeah, but it's so, a current rate of attrition. There's going to be one person get to the border, and we should welcome them with open arms because sure, they are come on they in. have stick-to-itiveness that we look for in this country. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Washington Examiner is reporting Mexican nationals and other foreign smugglers over the last three years have managed to cut more than 1,700 body-sized holes in San Diego's border fence between Tijuana and San Diego. Build the wall! You got from uh, little slits in the fence to entire square portions cut out of it. Agents uh, repair them right away after they're discovered, but the repair work has taken them away from other duties. They've got it down to a science now. The uh, the smugglers will come out early in the morning when there's thick fog around that lasts till about noon. They cut the holes in the fence and they usher people and other things through the fence. And wow. then leave before the sun, you know, burns the fog off. So that's what's going on on the border right now. They're good at their jobs. And the World Series moves from Boston to L.A. tonight as the Dodgers host the Red Sox in Game 3 at Chavez Ravine. The Sox leading the best-of-seven matchup two games to none. That leads sending ticket prices for Games 3 and 4 at Dodger Stadium plunging 40%. Got a quick check of StubHub shows... Tickets uh, priced at $338, a huge drop from three days ago when the series began. They were over $600 apiece then. Yes, but now it comes to this side of the country. Huh? Oral Hershiser, Ron Say. Can I get together? Sandy Koufax. Kirk Gibson. Yes. Exactly. Tommy Lasorda. On the sideline. Jackie Robinson. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, keep this in mind. The, the home team in the playoffs over the last couple of years... In, in baseball, have yeah. won a whopping 54% of the games. Oh, really? It is the lowest home field advantage in any major sport. Did not know that. Now you do. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's not like crowd noise prevents you from seeing a, a curveball. Well, and you don't really run on, like, the emotion of, like, football, where you just, everybody gets all geeked up with the noise in the crowd, you just bowl people over. You can't bowl people over. you got to, like, really concentrate. Right. Which, you know, is different. Yeah. There are a few things that are auditory in baseball. You hear them, but it's almost entirely visual, as opposed to football. Like, I could hear really well, you suck! Right. <laughs> I could hear that perfectly well. Um... What's the most popular Halloween candy in your state? And are you down with the Saturday Halloween movement? Oh, it might right. be just a movement to unite the country. Republicans, Democrats, them, us. Right, yeah. Yeah, i got to admit, if you got kids, it's, the Halloween in the middle of the week ain't the greatest. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. What are you looking at back there? Some of y'all never been down south too much. I'm going to tell you a little story so you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yes, Elvis? Down there we have a plant that grows out in the woods and the fields. And it looks something like a turnip green. Maybe you ought to eat some of that so your movements would be more regular. Wow. So this is Elvis singing his... Poke Salad. Yes, Poke Salad Annie. 
Uh, the guy who wrote this song died, so we're just jamming in an Elvis oh, version of it. Like. And um, Tony Joe White. Yeah. And uh, so we got the video of Elvis singing this at the website. It's pretty entertaining. Full jumpsuit, the whole thing. Is this skinny Elvis? Or... Uh, kind of in between. He's starting, his face is getting a little jowly. Okay, all right. Yeah, As but you this see is there. early 70s Elvis. Yeah, still late cool. 60s. Yeah. Still cool, but not embarrassing. That'd be the point. Not yeah. embarrassing at all. Was he yet a, a an appointed drug czar from Richard Nixon at this, at be this stage? About this time. Yeah, I think that's probably just me. He's got the jumpsuit on, but he's still thin. Look at those collars. Oh, my God. Will collars like that ever come into style? If oh. they do, I'm never stopping look, wearing them. No look at his karate moves, man. Hey, you. <laughs> Should go out and even some pickup mess of it. Well, how much vamping is too much? <laughs> Apparently nobody had anything to do in 1971. Well, if your body is full of like 15 different drugs, it's amazing how much. I can't look away. This is fascinating. Isn't it? And when Elvis... Sean, when I was a kid, Elvis special comes on TV, everybody would be talking about it that day at school. And you'd watch it and talk about it the next day, how great it was. The Elvis special on television. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I heard a, a special on... Uh, well, it was, it was mostly about Elvis. And they had the, the basic tracks for Suspicious Minds, which is one of his last tunes. And it was guitar, bass, drums, and his voice. And the, the finished product, strings and horns and all sorts of chicks singing backup, just this huge, lush arrangement. But him, guitar, bass, and drums, the, you're reminded why he was a superstar. It was, it was amazing. And the, the fact that he became a, a cartoon character is just, you know, unfortunate. But With his karate moves. There he's doing his, Elvis is doing his karate moves. Ha! Yeah. You get a quiet kid from a small town in the south and make him an international superstar, it'll freak him out sometimes. Speaking of musicians and kung fu, you wouldn't think you could make that transition. I'm waiting. I'm really into Gary Clark Jr., current musician, and he's got a new album coming out, but he had to interrupt recording. His hand is all bandaged up after what he tweeted was a drunk kung fu fail. No more details. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know what kind of kung fu he's trying to do that injured his hand to the point that he can't play the guitar anymore. But So unwise. <laughs> Your hands are really fragile. You shouldn't really be trying to chop or punch stuff. Drunk kung fu fail. Uh, yeah. There's probably been a number of those throughout history. That is unfortunate. We have a late night joke off coming up. Uh, on the topic of Donald J. Trump using his personal phone when he's not supposed to be. Which is a, kind of a, a bogus story. An allegation that the White House is strenuously and categorically denying. Yeah, I'm saying that's nah, just not true. News. But anyway, yeah. the jokes could be fine. Yeah. Uh, also, former FBI agents are warning against jumping to conclusions about why mail bombs were sent to President Trump's political enemies. I wouldn't eliminate Republican leanings or Democratic leanings. The bottom line is, it is a political message that someone is sending out. You have to ask what message was being sent. Well, I think you will ask that when you catch the person. Um, I'm telling you, my 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 prediction is he's got a, a mishmash of political views that aren't going to fit tightly into one uh, thing. Right, right. Enough of it is anti-Democrat, anti-progressives enough, obviously, that he sent the bombs to the people he sent them to. But well, he's a nut job. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And so it's not going to connect correctly. It's not going to connect in a normal way. And we're all comfortable saying he, because the chance it's not is practically zero. Right. Right. Um, so, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not that anxious about it. Oh, the one note from uh, CNN's breathless and ridiculous coverage of the story, because they see it as a giant publicity stunt. 
um, the network. I'm not, you know, if, if indeed there was danger in the newsroom or, or the mailroom or whatever, I'm not playing that down. But their lead yesterday was fear spreads from coast to coast as more devices are found. And I'm thinking, I'm not the least bit afraid, no, are you? I, I don't is think, anybody? I don't think anybody in their normal life is afraid. No. Um, and even the politicians, I mean, they didn't come anywhere near those politicians. Cory Booker doesn't open his own mail. Joe Biden does at this point, though. He no longer has a Secret Service opening his mail as a retired vice president, which was kind of surprising to me. Interesting. I know you get presidents get detail for life. Vice presidents, you just good luck. Good luck with that sorry job you had, and you go off to your your home. Well, and Uncle Joe of all people, who's going to bother to bomb Joe Biden? Well, a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. So. So uh, it was a story the other day, and then we'll we'll pay off the story after the jokes, I guess, that Trump uses his own iPhone still. And the the headline in the New York Times, Chinese and Russians likely listening to Trump's phone calls. That was the headline in the New York Times, which led us to the late night comedians taking a a shot at a joke on that topic. I'll grade the jokes. Bottom vote getter or grade getter gets banned from comedy or or fined heavily. So far, the bans haven't stuck. They're really trying to ban. Right, yeah. So heavy fines instead. Let's hear them. Just came out that President Trump still uses his personal unsecured cell phone, which lets China and Russia listen to his calls. Americans were shocked. They were like, you guys actually want to listen to Trump? <laughs> According to the New York Times, Chinese right, breaking news, spies, breaking news. I can't regular- grade it because I didn't hear that because uh, there's breaking news being uh, this is spoken into my ear. Full on donkey. Oh, yeah. If you have a second donkey, add him in. CNN is reporting that the feds have arrested uh, a subject in the bomb investigation. Arrested, so that means alive, right? They got him on... I would assume so. You don't arrest a corpse, generally. <laughs> Excellent point. Generally. They may have handcuffed a corpse. Uh, let's see. Feds arrest no, man they, connection with suspected no, explosives. They, they, they walked into his mobile home where he was sitting in his chair watching Fox News really loud. And saying, what took you so long? Next to his Rottweiler, and they uh, they put him in handcuffs. That'd be my guess. I would assume we're going to know more about this person in, in not too long. Rottweiler's so 1996. He obviously has four pit bulls. Uh, okay. All right. I would say by this afternoon, we'll have a name and... I'll bet and, earlier uh, some uh, misreported uh, details. I'll bet earlier than that. Now the misreported details. Will he's have a Tea been, Party guy because he's got. We found his name on a record. I'm ABC News. He's probably in some sort of neighborhood or something. Somebody's going to tweet out about my neighbor Jim, and uh, and and it'll be out, and we'll tell you all about it, and, whether it's true or not. And right, <laughs> and there will be a lot of people faking that stuff up oh, yeah. just to be funny, and that will be oh, yeah. reported. You're gonna and see- Vlad Putin. Right now has his his troll farms a-working. It's probably online already some old guy in a MAGA hat and a Trump t-shirt that turns out not to be this guy. Right, but, but... it's got the same name. <laughs> right. Or they photoshopped his head in or whatever. Yeah, so we'll have some details coming up. Meanwhile, the guys in some of those high-stakes races in Florida have to be thinking, oh, no, please don't have a Rick Scott for Senator sign in your front yard. Mm-hmm. That your pit bulls are chewing on. Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> so when did this story break? Two days ago? Did it take like 52 yes. hours to catch the person? Yeah. Well, Something like that? Listen, I, I just hope everybody recognizes that I predicted, what, an hour ago. They have this guy under surveillance. They're closing in. They're just watching him. 
as they build evidence. And like a sight-impaired hog seeking acorns or a stopped clock, I was right. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to know more about this person. And that will be fodder for, for talk shows all day long on how Trumpy this guy was or wasn't. Oh, jeez. And how much Ow, that is, uh, should be laid at the foot of the president. Well, and listen. They'll trot out the Bernie lover who shot up the baseball practice. And then what do we talk about, folks? I don't know. Then where does the conversation go? Nowhere. Why are we bothering? <laughs> Nowhere productive. Right. Tell you what, tough times for a thinking woman, a thinking man. Frustrating. So if there's any latest, we will bring it to you. Stay tuned. This is a good reason to never touch that dial. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Shows. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.